art, comedy, pop culture, and much more. You're listening to ACPN. They say it's not about the destination, but the journey. And while every story has a beginning, we're here to talk about the end. Hey everybody, it is Podcast Rob. James Anton. And we are here for another episode of The End. The End. The End does not compute. Because computers. Yeah. I mean, we could have said we're the hosts of The End. Okay. I mean, we could have. We we didn't, so fair enough. Um, <laughs> you can't figure it out. We are doing Westworld today, which was an adjustment of a previous episode, but there's a lot of Westworld news, so we thought this is cromulent, because now it is actually, instead of just a season end, it is in fact the end. Yeah, inadvertently, that episode that they released like six months ago, last one. Yeah. So, for me, just to give my background, I have been screaming the uh, the praises of Westworld for uh, the first year. <laughs> and I still, I still tell everybody that first season is like one of the best seasons of television I've ever seen. But then there's the rest of it. Um, where did, where did you come in on Westworld? So, um, I didn't have HBO or HBO Go or HBO Max or any of that stuff for quite a very long time up until... Uh, like the tail end of the pandemic stuff. Um, and by tail end, I mean where things started to open back up in the real world again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had HBO Max for a while at that point. And I'm like, you know what? Let me start looking through some of these TV shows that they have in here. Ooh, you know, I never did get into Westworld when it was a thing. Let me start watching that. And yeah, first season, quite possibly the best single season of TV I have ever watched. Ever. Yeah. Um, I, fucking it's, amazing. It's shocking. But the music, the tone, the pacing, all of it. And the, 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 so the problem overall with shows like Westworld is there were a lot of swerves and a lot of aha moments in season one. Well thought out ones. When you look at season two, you either scrap the whole thing and kind of start over, which is kind of like what American Horror Story does every season. They have that Mm -hmm. ability to basically just start new with a whole new story. Or you have to take season one and turn it up to 12. And then you have to do the same thing for all your subsequent seasons. So there was a lot of similarities in some of the aha moments and twists and shockers that they tried to give you in season two, but it was still the same flavor and we had seen it already. So they had to kind of dress it up and and package it differently. If we look at the four seasons, and I know this is usually something that we don't do on the end episode, but first season was the maze. Second season was the door. Third season was the new world. Fourth season was called the choice. And Ah, the fourth season, it, it was a choice. Like, they took the show <laughs> in a completely weird and different direction. Um, I let, let's, let, let's get into the final episode, and then we can circle back around and kind of give our thoughts on the whole thing. Yeah, I, and because I, I, I almost want to say that the final season redeems some of the other two decisions, but it, I think it's a little too, it's too little too late. 
So yeah, let's get it. Let's get into uh, the end where we have left off. On the final episode, it is entitled "Case Sarasara." Um, William, Man in Black, has shot what I presume is real William, kept alive in a lawnmower man suit. Um, and it's, it's, does it start? Does it start off with "Welcome to Battle Royale"? Does it start off? Does it start off with Westworld Purge? Yeah. It, I mean, yeah, it starts off with the, the effects oh, of William's uh, decision to mm-hmm. turn the world that Charlotte had tried to create for just the hosts into one Fortnite. big giant fucking winner takes all bloodbath place. Which it cutely does by him knocking out a sniper and when he starts up a fucking camper, I believe is the yeah, first two. That actually that... made me chuckle a little bit. Yeah, but um, uh, I mean the the like the I don't know that this episode redeemed season four at all. No, there was I don't so either. much. There was so much that they were left. They were left holding so much of the bag in the end of this episode. Um, you know, once again, Bernard is the voice of reason, um, through this entire show, you know, uh, Dolores has been the voice of utter, uh, knee-jerk reaction and chaos, Mm -hmm. and Bernard has been the voice of reason through this entire show, uh, even though he's kind of the reason that the entire fucking thing has been burnt to the ground, he somehow still manages to be the voice of reason Multiple and times. turns Charlotte around to say, look, this is now a game, a game you have already lost. However, you can still affect the ending, even though you've kind of already lost the game. And here's kind of what you have to do. Um, he 100% does the Doctor Strange. I've I've seen all of the time. Tri- I've visited 200,000 timelines and in all of them, we die except one. You know, well, uh, he, he does. It's a combination Doctor Strange and Bill and Ted. Okay. Which is the the other thing that that kind of got me about how season three and season four were blurring the lines between what we're watching is now and what we're watching is two years ago and what we're watching is five yeah. years in the future that hasn't happened yet. Like that whole thing was was a pain in the fucking ass. But the it's whole. My- the whole, we know how it's going to end, so I'm going to go here and plant a gun someplace that you're going to be three weeks from now and just reach back with your left hand. It was like, okay. Remember to yeah. bring a garbage can. <laughs> like, it was just... Oh. And it's, as we get into the full season, it is my big failing in this because I think it really breaks down. It doesn't make sense, in fact, because we have um, the world in which uh, Charlotte... And Ed Harris are running around where it's Fortnite land. And this is this is Ed Harris's perfect universe of how he sees things. He's but in the previous episode, we've seen um, him kill Maeve, Bernard and Charlotte. And she obviously comes back. But then we have Dolores and uh, what's his face? James Marsden. And is it the same world? Is it not? But this is the one where we're getting her reveals that she is the one writing the stories of this whole world of people, and she's now waking up to remember who she was. Her plotline is completely sort of separated from the entire 
we'll call it real world story, but yet it still feels like it's in it. And it's a very confusing hodgepodge of wait, where's, where's who, what? Um, <clears throat> yeah, the whole, it is, the whole world that Charlotte and everybody exists in, in my opinion, what I got from this was that whole thing is a simulation. So what's the real world? Mm. Sorry. But it's, That's the, my it's, problem. it's the thing is, is that this is so far into the future from what our current world existing is that this is, this is why I was really hoping that season five was going to make everybody be able to look back at seasons two, three, and four and go, oh, yeah. now it all fucking makes sense. Right. Because. Um, but we don't have it, that. We don't have that luxury. Like it's a jawbreaker where if let's let's assume Dolores is in her own little private Idaho simulation, which visually probably my favorite effect in the whole thing where she's hugging uh, Marsden and Charlotte stomping on the ground and the whole world is sort of wobbling and turns into watercolor. Anyway, awesome effect. But we have her in the center of the jawbreaker. Then we go out and we have Charlotte who's watching her on the map. And then, but the further we pull out, they make it sound like none of this is real. There's always another outside. And I'm so effing confused as to what is outside the outside. I I lost track. Um, but back to the, to the actual plot of I itself. Mean, the only, the only other thing I can even remotely think of is that, was Dolores slash Christina was her and Teddy's world that they lived in. Like that wasn't the sublime, right? No, it was, uh, it was sort of a sub sublime, a sublime, if you will. Hmm? No, my big confusion is, is that I have to assume that because Charlotte's controlling humanity, and that's a very big thing. Oh! a world where they get to control I, humans. Get, I get it now. Yep, no, I figured it out. Humans, since there's humans and there's meat sacks there that are being mind-controlled, that's, that's actually meat space. That's the real world. But there's the big rift in the, in the dam that goes, that to, leads the, to, that the goes to the sublime. Right. Teddy and Dolores slash Christina are not in the same world that William and Hale are in. Uh-huh. Christina slash Dolores and Teddy are in the fucking Pearl that she mm-hmm. foot stomped out of the floor. Mm-hmm. So the real world is the fucking Fortnite world that has completely gone to shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dolores slash Christina slash Teddy, their world is all simulation. That's why when she was stomping the floor, like all the buildings in Dolores's world were kind of pulsing red. And now yeah. she basically took that world and incorporated that world into the sublime by plugging mm-hmm. it into the thing in the dam to send Dolores and Teddy into the sublime where the rest of the hosts who quote unquote escaped and earned their freedom are right. And that's, I guess that's where the test is going to be. Like, you know, this is one last chance to see if we can exist without trying to literally slaughter everything that is not us. 
Um, and I'm guessing that would have been season five. So my favorite thing is, is by now the audience who is either, either you've not watched Westworld and you're listening to this to go, should we? Or uh, you have watched Westworld and you're like, maybe they can figure it out, are all staring there vacant eyed as their pupils dilate because that's what these seasons have done to you. 100%. Like, this is the problem is that it's so involvedly confusing. I like a like, I like primer. I like, uh, all right, I didn't like that last, um, t- I didn't like Tenet, but my point is, is like, I like a movie that's a little complicated. I like a show that's going to make me sort of have to unravel it. But this one's way too knotted and it's not explained well. And I don't know whether it's by bad writing or by design. Well, but the problem the problem with it not being explained well is that they were on a six season story arc. That's fair. And they got canceled after four. Uh, the J.J. Abrams story and, of time. And apparently the, the theory was they were going to change setting every two seasons, which... Kind of makes sense, because the first two seasons do take place in Westworld, or at least the park, because yeah, we visit other worlds at the ends of, you know, through season two and shit. When we get to season three, we're out of that and in the real world-ish, um, but we're not in the parks anymore. And then mm-hmm. my guess is that seasons five and six would have been taking place mostly, majority, in the Sublime, um, and that would have been the the third and final uh, setting, you know, reaching their final form kind of thing. Um, now, given given that this show did have a minute where it was the water cooler talk show, my hope is is that they let them have a two-hour movie, a something just to sort of... They won't. Um, no, I don't think they will either. HBO's not very good about that. Well, especially the, not the new CEO. Yeah. Oh, things are just falling off. But in this case, I can't blame them. The show has fallen so far and has become so on itself or in itself that for as much as I loved season one and I would love another, I would I would have watched multiple seasons that took place in the park um, where we learned the history of the park. I, I flashbacks to another island where the hippies started. Never mind. But... <laughs> At the end, Dolores giving everybody their final test of back in Westworld. Um, I, even that doesn't ring true with me because how many of these people are now based on Charlotte who are based on Dolores? Right. Like everybody's Dolores at this point. <laughs> right. They're all variants of. Uh, season one ended with, 200, uh, with 2.24 million viewers for episode 10. Season four, good. episode eight, which is the, the last episode now of mm-hmm. the series, ended with 0.39. Wow. So yeah, the, no, the were, lowest oh. viewership in season one was a 1.49, which was episode five. Lowest viewership in season two was a 1.11, which was episode six. Lowest viewership in season three was a 0.77. And the lowest viewership in season four was a 0.31. So once they left the parks from, from episode from season two to season three, like they fell off by like 500,000 viewers per episode. 
And I don't blame them. Everybody was used to the Wild West thing. And then it was just like, wait, now we're like 200 years in the future. And and Dolores is like this fucking Terminator-esque killing machine. What? Right. Like none of it. And, you know, I blame the whole thing on fucking Jesse Pinkman. Um, The minute I saw Aaron Paul, I was just like, oh, fuck. I don't like him as an actor. He was okay in Breaking Bad. That was my first inference into him. We did what we did, watching Breaking Bad, great fine. Science, bitch, who cares? Didn't care for him in El Camino. And the minute I saw him show up in Westworld, I'm like, fuck. Because he's not going to play a bit character who's just going to be around for an episode or two. This is going to be somebody that they're going to try to force me to care about and watch on my fucking screen every week. And that immediately just kind of set me off. Yeah, I had a similar feeling about him. Um, less in this show, he was in a, a cult show on Hulu that I watched. I can't remember the name of it. Um, but it was very hard for me to pull away from the fact that this is Jesse Pinkman, Aaron Paul. Um, and this one I didn't mind as much because he was at least playing sort of a badass. <clears throat> but I'm with you. His He has a very pull you away from what you're watching because he's very distinctive in his tone and mannerisms and just his pink Pinkmanness. Um. But yeah, I agree. I think they had a chance in season three to redeem themselves from season two because I thought season two was confusing because we were never aware of other parks that existed. And all of a sudden now we're in like Samurai Land and and Native American Land and like all these other weird spots that we didn't even know existed. Well, I guess not Native American Land. That was part of Westworld, but uh, there was definitely a Samurai World. And we get into the real world and... I really wanted to enjoy the future stuff because the tech was fun and I like cool sci-fi stuff and the show's got visual up the ass. But the more it went, the less I cared. And I really, I liked what they were trying to do in this season in that it's a big snake eating its tail. You know, it was the humans controlling the hosts in the park and now it's the hosts controlling the humans and the humans are starting to, or the hosts the humans are starting to reveal themselves as they're gaining free will again. You know, life ugh, finds a way. Um, well, and the other thing, too, I think it was probably one of the most impactful moments in all of season four happened in that final episode where Dolores, no, I'm sorry, uh, Charlotte mm-hmm. comes across William. And she's like, you're not William. He's like, I am William. She's like, no, you're not. You're you're a host that basically, you know, you uploaded William into. And he said, well, if you can't tell the difference, does it really fucking matter? Like we have now come completely full circle. The humans are now the hosts are now the humans like Mm -hmm. they're again. They're taking that Westworld line and blurring the fucking shit out of it. Um. I want to mention this thing. I was as I was doing my research, I came across this uh, article from Collider that was back in August on unanswered questions in season four, and kind of the last <laughs> thing they get to Sorry. is: Will we get a season five, and is it even necessary? Uh, the paragraph reads: Based on Joya Nolan's comments on the finale, the intention is for Westworld to reach its conclusion in a fifth and final season. So they would be truncating those last two seasons into one season. Um, 
So as hard as hard as it as it is to believe, things are going according to plan. However, the show has yet to be renewed. Ed Harris has noted that he thinks season five could be shooting next spring, but HBO is notoriously ruthless in its cancellation of popular shows. That was back in August. Mm-hmm. That was mentioned, um, and this was season four was the first time in this show's history that the next season did not get greenlit while the current season was still being released. Every other season, they would have three or four episodes to go, and they're like, hey, we just, you know, season two, okay. Season three, okay. Season four, like, eh, let's wait a little bit. I think there is a... a, a na- I don't want to say narrative, but I think there is a headcanon that you can put in your head that watch season four and then watch season one again. And I'm curious if that sort of completes the circle because now we're back at Westworld. It's the beginning of Westworld. It's Dolores's Westworld, but she just as easily could have recreated uh, the creator and made Bernard forget and Murph. I wonder oh, if you please can don't sort do of that just... because that means it's an endless loop of me constantly watching seasons one through four over and over and over and over again. <laughs> I'm not saying you should. I'm just saying maybe perhaps you could, since there probably will never be the end movie. Maybe they'll do a comic book. Um, but I, I'm wondering if you can sort of just squint your eyes and imagine that the show ends only to start again. And it's just a continuous loop. And there we go. Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba. We are ever in a constant fight in a, drawn out battle between the robots and the peoples. Well, I, I, a, I honestly think answer. that season five would have been some version of the hosts reintegrating with humanity, whether it's through the actual parks kind of being recreated or reopening or something similar to that effect or blah, 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 blah to again, to test the, the hosts. Yeah. You know, it's almost like it's almost and like a, it's almost like a pet that you know that that attacks you, and now it's like okay, so now we have to very slowly ease you back in among the humans again to see if you're going to freak out again. If not, cool, things are okay. If you do, we have a problem. Um, I I agree. I think uh, the one thing I would say I think is different about the way I would have envisioned season five is that it, it's not as much a test of just the hosts; it's also a test of people to see whether we can live together in in pure harmony. Um, but I don't think the if, test was ever for the humans. Like that was the whole point of the parks. Like you didn't, you didn't care. You could just go to the parks and do the fuck whatever. The test was for the hosts because the hosts started remembering stuff. The hosts started having that that cognition about themselves and about what they had been doing and wanted something different and better. That's where it came into. But now the hosts have that. Like they I don't know that there's a way to turn that off. So I think the yeah. test is much, much more about testing the hosts than testing humanity. Hmm. So at that point we just have to assume humanity's done for Audi we're dead race. This is all about the hosts now. Hmm. I don't know if I like that. Feels very defeatist. I mean, but 
to the same though, as as you said with with the man in black conversation, like does it matter? Meh. You know, Aaron Paul also had a similar conversation with his daughter as they kissed goodbye, where she's like, You're not coming with me. He goes, I died 25 years ago. I'm not your you know, I'm not the same person I was, um, even though I'm the same person. So there's they definitely were playing both sides of that coin. I just I don't know whether I wouldn't want meat space in there. Like it almost feels like there needs to be people, people, but who knows? I'm so, right. so I'm but so her, lost. so her last line, the Dolores's whole last thing is, uh, there's time for one last game, a dangerous game with the highest of stakes, survival or extinction, extinction. This mm-hmm. game ends where it began in a world like a maze that tests who we are, that reveals who we are to become. To me, she's talking about the hosts. See, I read that as both, but okay. I um, but again, the park was in the sublime, so I guess it would all have to be hosts, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, she even yeah. said sentient life on Earth has ended, but some part of it might still be preserved in another world, my world. But she didn't say human; she said sentient life, which is sentient. how they view themselves right now. Right, because everybody in this season was a slave to right. the scripting, minus a couple people. Right. <sighs> so, uh, I mean, on the bright spot. Yeah, we we did get to see uh, what's her face. Who's the 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 character, the one that you go nuts over? What's her name again? Oh, Clementine. Clementine. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and like Clementine has become like ninja murderer, professional assassin type yeah. thing, which was kinda, she became the blonde Terminator, kind of weird and sort of hot. Um, yeah, won't lie. And 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 hey, you know we. We got we got confirmation that Aaron Ball, okay, probably wouldn't be around in season five. So yay, finally got to see him kind of die. <laughs> I really I would we I couldn't care less. I, um, I say I say would we though because I, everybody died this season. Some died multiple times. <laughs> well, that's true, and and he died twenty five years ago. Yeah. Um, I the one thing that I could not stop noticing was the overly, overly, overly breathy speaking of Dolores slash Christina slash... Oh, yes, I know. She couldn't just talk normally. Everything she said had to be this kind of... Like, she just ran up 30 flights of stairs. Like, Mm -hmm. I I get that you're trying to have some sort of gravitas and, and, and sultriness and weight and concern to your voice, but... Not everything needs to be delivered like this. I was, yeah, yeah. I tend to agree. <laughs> what is so? Why didn't you save me? I made these people. They're my friends. Which I I'm not gonna. I don't. I'm not asking for you to explain it. Cause, no. But that whole subplot, I that felt like the forced twist of this season was. I was supposed to be alone, but I made these people. Yeah, but my favorite point was when she kind of looks to the left and it's old Westworld Dolores sitting there next to her. And she goes, oh, I'm here to tell you the truth about who we are. And, And Christina goes, who are we? And I screamed out loud at my TV. We were a people who were the talk of the world. And now nobody fucking cares about us. We have fallen so far off the radar. 
We want to have the world in our hands. So, folks out there, did you watch Westworld? Were you were were you addicted to it? Did you have Will a, you was go your, back and watch Westworld now? Will you watch it from one to four and then back to one again? Or will you do as I will? Continue to say, man, that was one great season. Where, Rob? Where can they tell us about that one great season? You can go to somethingcast.com, which is the repository of all things something. They have all the buttons and links and widgets and doodads where you can find us on all of the different types of social media, your podcast catchers of choice, and where you can find us on our Patreon over at patreon.com slash something something cast, where for as little as $2 a month, you can get our episodes early and uncut and unedited. And for some of the other various tiers, uh, you can actually give us suggestions and topics that you would like to do. Uh, oh, yes. One of our most recent patrons, uh, Doug, is... Uh, imminently going to be giving us some sort of movie uh to review for january since we take the month of december off for the holidays so uh yeah go over help us support the show get your shows a little bit early give us stuff to talk about can we i and you don't have to do this this is just me sort of imagining can you get the the sally struthers drop for the price of a cup of coffee because you almost said it, it had that layer. So all I saw in my head was Sally Struthers going, you can, you can help these ch- children for the price of Sally Struthers. No, I know. I was a joke. Oh, I hadn't used the soundboard all show. Oh, that's fair. That's 100% fair. Um, I can't just go through and start like, you know, just start hitting buttons randomly for no reason. I mean, that would that would be just shameless and shenanigany. And, uh, you did make and a- on brand. There you go. Um, you did make one mention that I do want to reiterate. This is the last episode of November. So it is first not. Off, it is no? not. This is this is the end. Oh, you're right. Because there's a free for all. Because there's a free for all. Second to last. We episode. literally discussed this in our Discord right. chat. My brain goes the end. The end. So I was just going to make sure everybody knew that in December, uh, we are currently plotting, planning, and uh, cavorting on what we'll have. For you in December, it is the month we take off, minus a surprise or two. Yes. Uh, so there will there will still be things to listen to, maybe even more through the month Weird. of December. Uh, through the month of December, uh, I'm not sure if we have yet determined if we will have blogs through the month of, uh, through the month of December. We might pre-write some stuff early, um, but we will have some things still for you to listen to in December, and then we will be back at the content creation, coming back with all new episodes in January. But there is still an episode to come after this, our free-for-all, where we pretty much talk about anything and everything, except we know what we're going to be talking about this free-for-all episode, because Hatton has to get Halloween ends off his chest. Oh, I really, really do. So. I've been holding on to this. That being said, I am Podcast Rob. What? I'm James Hatton. We will see you next time. Yeah, you didn't know what to do there. Bye. Bye.